Hi, everyone. This is Alan Fine, and I'm here with Kiara Georgie, who is the Global Brand and Event Director for Sea Trade Cruise Events. We're going to talk all about things Sea Trade, from the history of Sea Trade through COVID to its future, including Sea Trade Cruise Global for 2022, which is right around the corner. We're going to do that all here on Insider Travel Report. Kiara, thanks for talking to us. Thank you, Alan, for having me. It's been a while. It has been a while. And uh, are you, uh, I assume you're in London? I am. I'm in London, though I'm, I'm getting ready to leave. I, uh, I head out on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to stop by the New York office and see the team there and then head down to Miami and it's time to set up, right? So. Well, I know I, I just waltz in for the event, but you have to do the heavy lifting beforehand. We're talking, of course, about Sea Trade 2022. Uh, also, did I detect that your uh, title's a little longer now? Oh, uh, I, I'm trying to think if that when that happened. I feel like the last couple of years are a bit of a blur. I mean, you were always brand uh, global brand director, but uh, event director. I mean, that's part of the reason why you're so swamped right now. Oh yeah, for sure. I I think it's it's uh, it's a combination of so many things. Um, I I think. In, in a weird way, th this event is three years in the making, right? So we did run an event last year in 2021 um, in September, but the travel restrictions were still in place. So it really wasn't a normal Sea Trade Cruise Global. So the last time we ran a full scale Sea Trade Cruise Global was in 2019. Um, and so, so I think we're, we're all a little bit rusty. Um, I think. There is a huge amount of anticipation as yeah, to absolutely. how this event is going to unfold. Um, and of course, there's the added layer of, of this pandemic that we're living through, that we're still living through, you know, the virus is still out there. We're just learning how to live with it now. So, so yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah, no, absolutely. But, but basically cruising is back. It's been back yes. for a while. Um, and how's it looking to you guys? It's, it's looking great. I mean, there's a reason uh, we made the, the, the theme of this year's event and Which the conference, the resiliency. Is, right. It's, yeah, so resiliency. I think, you know, it's really, we've, we've spoken about that and the relationship that resiliency has with the cruise industry for years. Um, but I think the past couple of years only prove that more, right? Absolutely. Um, this industry has really, if you think about two years ago now, right, April 2020, the, the state of the industry at that moment, I mean, it was at a complete standstill. But right which before we've never that, seen, right? Oh, I know, I know. But right before that, the cruise industry was the cleanest industry already. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. So now we look at it and it's like, how much clean, it, it, basically, could it be any cleaner? Could we be in a hospital room cruising the Atlantic and Pacific and all the oceans and seas and rivers? I mean, it couldn't be, but it is. Cool. And I think, I think we see that with the announcement that just came out with the, from the CDC, right? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you couldn't take an industry that was in some way more prepared to deal with this than the cruise industry. I mean, um, they from from every aspect.
fixed. I know one of the sessions that we're doing uh, is around PR and communications, right? But if you think about it for years before that, I know that that had always been a hot topic in the industry because um, unfortunately, the, the, the cruise industry is a very easy target when it comes to, um, the, the, you know, bad PR. Um, and we know all the statistics that existed pre-pandemic around the cleanliness of ships versus perhaps hotels and other forms of travel, right? Um, so, it, yeah, I think there, yeah. there's a lot of lessons learned. And last year, the event that we ran in September, you know, really did... Um, speak about that, speak about what what we went through the last couple of years and what we learned and how we're looking ahead. Um, and I think this year, we can't avoid what's happened over the last two years, but I think the industry is now at a place where we really, really can look ahead and start talking about that future and getting back to where we were pre-pandemic, which was in an amazing growth period, right? Um, and and I think there's just a lot of positivity right now that I'm really excited for the industry to come back together because you know we have our partners from Canada who are going to be there who've just seen their first ship. We have our partners from Australia who are going to be there who finally got the go ahead as well. So you know I'm I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really. Well, excited. I, I feel like the cruise industry has now learned so much that. What, I don't know what the next obstacle will be, but they'll be ready to pivot. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, and we're seeing that a little bit in Europe, aren't we? Unfortunately, uh, there is a war going on over yeah. here and yeah. the industry is is pivoting. Yeah, right? yeah, so. yeah. So let's talk about the the sea uh, trade itself. Let's talk mm -hmm. about the highlights uh, of the conference. Mm -hmm. For example, uh, is there going to be a big keynote panel? He asked knowing. Of course. Of course, of course, it will be. The state of the global cruise industry is back, um, and that will take place Tuesday morning, 9.30 to 11. Um, and Any big names by chance? Just a few, uh, just a few. We will be joined by Arnold Donald and Pierre Francesco Vago, and Kelly Craighead from CLIA is going to be joining that panel too. Um, and for the first time, we're going to have Jason Lipney. Yes. Uh, who obviously has stepped up and stepped into Richard Fain's shoes. And so, um, and we're joined again uh, by Lucy Hawkins from the BBC, who's going to be moderating. And she moderated back in 2019. So we're excited to have her back. Um, so, yeah, no, it's going to be a really, I think it's going to be a good panel. Um, again, with all the positive news that's coming out of the industry between what I said, you know, different regions of the world opening up again. Uh, the CDC announcement. I, I think there's just it's it's going to be a good panel um, where hopefully you know the the entire room and industry uh, will feel that energy uh, come back and and, and based um, on what's planned at Sea Trip, do you see any product shifts? Because at one time Expedition and River were just upstarts, right? And there's a shift. You see other changes, small ships, information technology. Mm -hmm. What's what's is there a change in what's being covered? Um, I think there's an evolution. So for us, um, there is something that we developed actually in 2020 um, that we we really weren't able to enact, um, and we and we did work on it a little bit during the pandemic. But this year is really the first year that we're putting this to test. 
um, we've developed these partnerships uh, with what we call ambassadors. And so these are subject matter experts um, in some of the sectors that we touch upon, but we aren't experts in, right? So um, we have a, a, an entertainment ambassador, Ryan Stanner, who is very well-versed in the entertainment industry. And so he has been working with us over the last couple of years to curate sessions that really dive a little deeper into what do people who are doing that on a daily basis, what do they want to learn, know, learn from, feel inspired by, you know, we have the same with IT, you know, so I'm really excited this year, again, something that we wanted to do in 2020, and we're finally doing this year, you know, we have a full day that's dedicated to technology. Um, and it's Ian Richardson, who's our ambassador for tech, who's really helped us again, curate that content and dive a little deeper into those sessions. And we're partnering with the Satellite Maritime Network for the first time, and they are going to be bringing us sessions that afternoon. Um, and actually to piggyback on that even, uh, for the first time, we're gonna have an interactive tech zone on the show floor where you can go and actually see some of the, the, the new technologies out there. I mean, we know how, how quickly things evolve. Um, and and they'll, we're actually doing a rapid app prototype uh, exercise in that space too. So uh, for me, I guess it's more around some of our sectors diving a little deeper into some of them and delivering content that hopefully is is more relevant to those who are making those. Well, I remember when um, Expedition was, was one that you thought, well, we got to gear up for this. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so that continues to grow, correct? Oh, of course. And River and, and continues to grow? Absolutely. I mean, Expedition, um, you know, we have an ambassador in Expedition Cruising, Liz Gatman. And so she's helping us curate an entire program on Thursday. So Thursday, um, we have four sessions, I believe, back to back, all around Expedition Cruising. And for the first time, we're going to cap it off with a little drinks reception at the end of the day. Um, so, so that will be nice. And, and yeah, I mean, those sectors are, are definitely areas that are, that are booming. And, and even just general boutique travel, uh, we have our professional women in cruise lunch. And that this time, the, the theme of that lunch is boutique travel. And how big a part? Is, has COVID played in the products and services now being offered? I bet you there's been a, that's a growing oh, area. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's definitely a growth area. I mean, if you look at everything that's health and safety, um, you know, yes, you could look at it just from a sanitation perspective, right? But you could even look at from a, from a technology perspective, right? And some of the technology that we were seeing pre-pandemic uh, around personalization or, or wearables or, or whatever it may be, uh, 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 biometrics that is now being used um, from, from, a, from a health uh, and safety perspective as well. So it's, it's interesting to see that evolution. For well, sure. It's got to play its way out across, I mean, hotel, F&B. Absolutely. Uh, it, it has a, it's a component of everything now. So I, yeah. I was assuming it's going to show up bigly at uh, well, that's what I'm saying is as much as we might not be fixating on the term COVID, right, or the pandemic, yeah. right. everything that we're talking about is, 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 okay, what does this look like moving forward? 
And obviously, a lot of that is based off of what's happened the last couple of years. And that's helped some practices, products, services, whatever it is, develop into what they are now. But that's a segue into my question of what's, from C-Trade's perspective, what's the new normal of cruising going to look like? I mean, to tell you the truth, it's, it's interesting. Whenever I, uh, I read up on any of the stats, right, from people who do cruise, um, yes, there are protocols in place, right, to keep everybody safe on board. Um, but, but most cruisers don't seem to mind that there are these protocols. I've, yes, that's true. And it, it doesn't it, seem it, to affect them that much. So the new cruising... I don't really know that it's going to change that much from the old cruising because, again, as we said, it was always a clean industry, right? And, so, the, and the key to each uh, supplier is to try to make sure that the, the vacation has not been damaged in any way. It's, it's, in fact, been enhanced because of the feeling of safety, but you were saying. But I think it's no matter what, the, the cruise lines are still wanting to curate a safe experience, and experience being the key word there, right? Um, I mean, to me, that's that's what's always made this industry so kind of intoxicating is that you're surrounded by people who are continuously trying to find ways to make other people happy. Right. right? So how can you then not be happy yourself? Anyway, so going back to the original point, which is I think that that's still... The case, they're still trying to make sure that people are having uh, a safe experience in their holidays. Um, And that's not going to change. There's just been a few additional protocols that have been put in place. But from what I understand, again, I haven't been on a cruise yet, which is very upsetting. I really want to get back on board. You have. You know, people who cruise still love to cruise and they're still having a great experience on board. And it's just a couple, it's this, I mean, I've been flying this entire time, right? There's just a couple of extra forms that you have to fill out a few tests, a mask to wear, you know, but but, but then you still can travel, which is if you enjoy traveling, you're going to do those things. Mm -hmm. Let's take this uh, same question. um, You know, uh, the, the cruise lines are all trying to make a happy, good experience safe, but so sea trade. So how does this play out for the protocols to attend? Yeah, so that's been interesting because we really wanted to make that decision probably a good month ago. Um, but there have been a lot of developments over the past month um, with announcements made by the CDC and developments. Um, and so we finally, I think, finalized them last night They will be communicated very uh, shortly. Um, And so the plan right now is essentially every single person who comes to the event needs to fill out um, an online form. Um, So it's a wellness check form uh, where you it's a yes, no uh, type form where you say whether Uh, you've had symptoms, whether you were tested positive in the last 10 days, very similar to the forms that are completed when you go on board a ship. Mm -hmm. Um, And then dependent on how you answer those, then there are additional checks. Everyone will have to either supply proof of vaccination or a negative test. 
This is online or at when you show online. up? Online. Online. So you do it all online. That's the fastest way to do it. We will be sending that out next week because we, we obviously you have to do it within, you know, 72 hours of being on site. Otherwise, it's sort of null and void. So um, we'll be sending that out end of next week. Um, the fastest way for everybody is to go on online, complete the form, submit the documents, and then you will essentially receive like an approval sticker to then be able to go and pick up your badge on site. So then when you arrive on site, we will have um, health and safety screeners who will check if you've been pre-approved, then you can join the queue to go and pick up your, your badge. If you haven't been pre-approved and you need to fill out the form and show that, then you go to a, another queue and you do that. Um, and then we will have testing on site, um, but that is at the cost of the person, you know? Um, so I would suggest to everyone try and get tested beforehand uh, if, if, if you need to. I would think at the uh, level of detail you just uh, described that uh, you're the uh, event director. Yes. <laughs> That's that, that new yes. title of yours. Very good job. Um, <laughs> Thank now, you. We've said we, though, go ahead. I was, I was just gonna say, I mean, for us, we work for the largest events business in the world. And truthfully, most events around the world have relaxed on the protocols on site. Um, but for us, we work, we work in the cruise industry, right? Yes, we work in events, but we work in the cruise industry. That's the way I see it. So Should for us, we wanted to, exactly, we wanted to align um, with what the cruise lines were doing, with what CLIA is doing. So this is not something that we've done alone. These decisions have been made. Um, we have a consultant who actually um, sets this up in a lot of ports um, for a lot of the cruise lines. So has firsthand knowledge of how it works on a day-to-day -day basis for the industry. Um, and and sh she is on the phone with us every day and she is advising us and she's going to be on site and she's going to be, you know, running the show for us. So um, we feel like we're in really good hands. That's great. Now, talking about attending, we've said in the past that C-Trade would give travel advisors an edge. And when you had C-Trade virtual, I think the last day was open for travel advisors to attend. Is there some component uh, this year for that? Yes, correct. So travel agents are, are always welcome to come to the show for free on Thursday. Um, so if you are a travel agent and you're interested in coming to C-Trade Cruise Global, please email us um, at, at, at the C-Trade Cruise team. Um, what's the so address? We'll, we'll superimpose it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, it's events at uh, ctradecruise.com. Okay. Yes. Um, and, um, and just Thanks. email us and we will send you the code and then you can register um, and attend on Thursday. And do all that online work so they can attend. Exactly. Yes. Is there a virtual component where someone can attend from home? No, not this year. Um, last year, we decided to have the virtual component because of all the travel restrictions. You know, there were so many people that could not travel. Um, this industry is such a niche one, and it's kind of, it, it's like a family, really. Um, and so after three years, we really wanted to make sure that everybody came and saw each other in person. So 
Um, no, no virtual component this year. Like, come, okay, but, please but come I, and join us. No, no, no. I, I think everyone should come. And I, I know yeah. that we all uh, want to be together. But I, I also feel badly for the person who wanted to come and can't and still wants to attend. So it, maybe at some point you'll, you'll make uh, it, it available. I think hybrid uh, events are a thing of the future. And Absolutely. So I, was, I was just checking. Um, well, the good thing is we are recording all of the sessions. We are recording all of the conference sessions. Um, so right now the plan is anyone who has purchased a conference pass or a VIP pass who has access to the conference will get access to all those recordings post-event. Um, and then I guess depending on how things go, um, we will have those recordings and, and if necessary, we can make them available to more people. That's great. Now, uh, we talked prior to COVID and during COVID about all the ships that were on order and they're coming in and we need more births. Uh, and so that's not going to stop. But I can only imagine that the in fact, as I as we interview the, the, the suppliers, that the ordering shifted and that the uh, COVID necessities have been in part of the, uh, the, the ordering. And so uh, obviously that's you've seen some of that. Can you speak mm -hmm. to any of that? I mean, I think, again, there's just a shift in, in the entire industry and how things are being done. But one thing for us when we were looking uh, at that order book is it hasn't really stopped. People are still ordering ships. We've had new cruise lines come online over the last couple of years. <laughs> so, yes, we have some ships that have been retired. But is that a bad thing? No, no, you know, always have right? them. You have exactly, have you them. always have them. So you need I think renewal. Exactly. So I think it's just renewal. And, um, and, and of course, when they go into planning some of those spaces, there are things that we've learned over the last couple of years that will affect the way they plan. It's like when you order a car, there's now standard equipment. <laughs> yeah, well, this is it, right? And so we know that, Air, air filtration systems have changed, right? Like we, we, there's, there's more of that thought of, okay, well, what if something does happen? What does a quarantine situation look like? You know, it's, it's normal. Um, but again, I feel like this industry has always been at the forefront of innovation and of trying to make sure that they stay ahead of the curve that, I don't know. I don't know if it's it's really that big of a surprise. It's, <laughs> I feel like it's just it's it, it's part of the course of the industry and the way they've continued to innovate over time. And this is just a new stage of that. I just wanted to hear your answer <laughs> because <laughs> because clearly that's that's how it was going. But uh, thank you for supplying that that. Hey, uh, so friend. so now from our perspective, we saw the dip in travel advisors during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, we were over 100,000 travel advisors before. It dipped to about 75,000 during. And I'm happy to report that we are well over 100,000 again in That's strength. Great. And so uh, we're going out to them every day. Uh, this is your chance to address them. What would you like to tell them about uh, cruising and especially sea trade? Um, I mean, I think... Again, if we're over the 100,000, then hopefully you guys have seen the potential that is out there, right? So the cruise industry has always been really strong and it will continue to be extremely strong. I think um, 
the one thing that I've noted that I noticed was a key trend and topic pre uh, pandemic uh, that continued to be one throughout the pandemic. I know what you're going to say. And remains the number one post pandemic sustainability. Yes. So that is the number one trend challenge. However you want to, well, Look at the, it, fir- right? the first sustainability was to keep cruising going. And now we can focus on the rest of the planet. Well, this is it. And to tell you the truth, like, again, going back to what I was saying about innovation, this industry, when it comes to innovation, they're at the forefront. And when you look at sustainability um, and what the future holds, they're, again, at the forefront. And they're going to continue to push that um, and be the leaders in the maritime industry when it comes to this. Well, and, and then leading the other industries because their discoveries and what they, they put into place then get, gets utilized elsewhere. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, one of the big topics right now and something that will be discussed at the show is around shore power. Um, and, and I know that, that, you know, that that's not necessarily something on board the ship, but that is something that is going to ex- affect destinations around the world, right? And so um, it's got a, a trickle-on effect. And I think that slowly we will see the, the impact uh, that sustainability and sustainable cruising will have. Um, and, and personally, I think it's for the better. Um, I think that the way the industry is innovating in, t- in that space, they're keeping ahead of, of what will become uh, growing trends. Um, I mean, it's already a, a, a big trend out there in the industry and it's only going to continue to grow. So uh, we'll be talking about it at Sea Trade. That's for sure. We always do. But, but it's a good bet for travel advisors to sell cruising. That's, that's, the, that's the summary. Oh, yes. That is for sure. I think that that is, uh, that is a key, uh, key metric. I think it's a key metric no matter what, but yeah. To sell a cruise, let's do it. Well, I, we thank you for your time. And we thank, especially at this busy moment where you've got to plan so much. So no. good luck with Sea Trade. And uh, I look forward to seeing you there. Same. Thank you so much, Alan. And this is Alan Fine for Insider Travel Report. <laughs>